The freedom to choose to respond rather than react is a gift of being human. What a profound statement from our next guest, Dr. Donald Welch. The Welch Family Therapy Institute was founded by Dr. Donald Welch, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified sex therapist with over 30 years of experience in the fields of mental health and relationship skills. Dr. Welch is a published author, university professor, and speaker at conferences, churches, retreats, and seminars throughout the U.S. He holds a bachelor's degree, three master's degrees, and a doctorate degree. Unbelievable. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. We have a Valentine's special focusing on marriage this week to get more love back in our life. We are with therapist Dr. Donald Welch. Donald, how are you doing today? Well, I'm good. So so glad that you have me on your show, Tina. Thank you. I'm doing really well. I hope you are as well. I am. Now, I have to ask you, you have like 47 degrees. How did you fit that all in? <laughs> my kids my kids said, Dad, you are a slow learner to try to do all that. Securities. <laughs> so it was about 14 years after college. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, you look like you're about 25 years old, so I don't know how you fit all this in. It's just... Un- <laughs> really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Welch, um, you still do couple counseling today. You run yep. multiple counseling agencies there in California, and you mentor students at Point Loma University. Once again, don't know how you fit all this in. Do you sleep? That's my next question. Yes, I do. And I'm so glad I sleep pretty well. So I'm thankful for that at my age. So it's good, good, good. I love being, trying to be productive. So yes. You are absolutely productive. Uh, Anybody out there now that's uh, slacking off, you can get in the mix. Do one of the things that Dr. Welch is doing right now and you're doing good. Um, Thank you for getting out there and being active. I I love our crowd. They want more info on marriage, doctor. So we have to help them out. It's Valentine's week. You know, it, it adds a little extra stress because I think Women might be like, are you really going to get me flowers again this year? Don't waste that 50 bucks. They're going to die within a week. At least that's usually where I'm at. Even though right now flowers does sound nice. I'm wearing the flower hat. Who knows? <laughs> and and then we got chocolates. The the pressure with the gifts, the, the husbands, I see a lot of times you go to the grocery store, you want to watch something comical, go to a grocery store and watch these husbands scramble in late on Valentine's night because they forgot something. Um, so help us get love back in our marriages. Um, tell us, why is it so important to understand and embrace our natural temperament? Well, when we, with that, Tina, understanding how we are made allows us to become more comfortable and at peace with who we are and who we are not. And as we embrace our natural temperament, we're then in a better position to also accept and embrace our natural temperament and our spouse's temperament rather than try to change them into someone they aren't. So as we learn about our temperament, we can focus on enhancing our strengths and minimizing our weaknesses. So you don't think we can change other person because that does sound like a challenge. You know, like a lot of marriages, they go into it trying to change other person. That That's something we should not do, you're saying. Oh, yes. I share this with my students all the time. I'll share, okay, now marriage is, you know, marriage before you, you, uh, you, you just love that person. And then you can attract before marriage and then attack after marriage. And there's there's this tendency to influence the other person. If you think about it, all that I've ever read, all leadership books talk about your greatest attribute as a leader is influence. And if you think about it, that influence goes into a marriage where we try to influence the other person, our spouse, to be like us. And that takes away the complementarity that God created for us. The opposites do attract, and that's the way God designed it. 
why I completely agree because it would be boring if we had a clone of ourselves in the oh, house. Yeah. I mean, let, we, we, I say I hate drama, but then again, life has been very interesting being married to Luke with the drama we've had in our lives. And he would say the same thing. We should really have a talk show of our own. I, I tell you what, why do people do that where, including myself, where we get into a marriage and we want to try to change and control the other person and change the very things that drew us to that other person as we're walking down the aisle. Why do we do that? Yes, that that is the, the number one issue in science today, uh, marriage science. It talks about that the complementarity is the opposite. So even a temperament, if someone is more extroverted, the other person may be more introverted. I don't know, Luke, but your husband, he may be more introverted. He is. Than you are extroverted because you seem very extroverted, which is neither one's better than the other, but that is usually the complementarity. And then that creates a challenge right at the beginning. It's almost like taking a step of faith toward the Lord. You know, he helps us to do that. But the idea of taking a step of faith and beginning to appreciate the differences. I can still remember when my wife Robin and I were first married and we were putting in our first tithe at the church we attended. <laughs> and when we did that, I said, oh, honey, did, did you write the check? I was whispering to her and she said, oh, no, but I can write it right now. And so she began to write it and she's so methodical and I'm not. I'm just the opposite. Quick, let's move forward. Uh, our temperaments are just opposite. And I remember getting anxious and I was going, come on, it's the, the, the usher is coming. <laughs> and she, she wrote it and we put it in. And I took a deep breath and then I realized, oh, my, I am now trying to change my wife instead of respecting her differences. And I've tried to work on that. My wife's better at it than I am, but we are very opposite. It's almost like many have shown the more opposite the couple is, the more dynamic their relationship is or can be. I completely see that. And you know, I just sometimes wonder if God just doesn't purposely do that to us to laugh from heaven and have a massive comedy show. I'm like, seriously, Lord, like, you know how much I can handle. I don't give you more than what you can handle. Really? This time I think you did. But yes. um, it does... And my husband and I are, were going through a book, The First Five Years of Marriage. We were sent it um, like a month before we got married, almost 16 years ago now. And I tried to pick it up in the first five years of marriage, the first five days of marriage, actually. And my husband's like, no, I'm not having it. Well, now he's like, where's that first five years of marriage book? I found it and we're finally reading it a decade and a half later. And it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. And in the book, we're realizing exactly what you said that and this book came from Focus the Family, fantastic read, first five years of marriage. Mm -hmm. It basically is helping us realize that we shouldn't hold the other person, like get mad at them for having special qualities, but embrace those special qualities because it also draws us at, closer to Christ by working on what we're not good at. Absolutely. It's what we're missing. It's, it, yeah, you're saying it's what we're not working at. It reminds us what we need to work on. Yes. My wife has so much compassion for other people, and sometimes I lack that, and I admire that in her. That's that's the movement of, be, instead of maybe wanting that, it's admiring that, and then realizing that we can share that with each other. Sounds like a great book for you and your husband, Luke. You know, send another book, and your books, too. I've, I've got to talk about the responsive marriage. We're going to talk about that. In fact, let's go to a quick commercial break, and we come back. More with you, doctor, to help us solidify our marriages and have a great Valentine's Day instead of a disaster. So thank you for being on the program today. 
More with Dr. Welch right after this. We have four principles. First Amendment, Second Amendment, right to life, military and first responders. My name's Scott. I'm with Patriot Mobile. What is going on with all the woke companies in this country? It seems like everybody has completely lost their minds, right? No more. This is called voting with our dollars. We need to start prioritizing our beliefs and our values over convenience and comfort. And this is why companies like Patriot Mobile are so important right now. If you have a place to go put your money, you always want to put it with somebody that's like mine. Of course. I think that's the, that's the beauty of Patriot Mobile. We're a conservative alternative. My pronouns are Bible believer, gun carrier, and mama bear. We are the nation's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Switch today at PatriotMobile.com. For free activation, use promo code TINA. Can we trust what's written in the book of Genesis? How could a flood cover the entire earth? And where do dinosaurs fit in the Bible? Find the answers to these questions and more at the ICR Discovery Center in Dallas. Bring family and friends to experience the wonders of creation through our exhibit hall and stunning planetarium shows. Experience the origins of our universe. Step aboard Noah's Ark, chill in our Ice Age theater, meet the founders of science, encounter animatronic animals, and so much more. Our scientists' work is on display in the current research exhibit, and our biology research laboratory showcases our experiments. And don't forget to shop the Discovery Store for t-shirts, books, gifts, and more. Discover how science confirms the Bible today. Bring your family and friends to the ICR Discovery Center in Dallas. To plan your visit, go to icr.org slash TINA. That's icr.org slash T-I-N-A. All right, Donald, question number two, curveball here. Why do couples often confuse present conflict with past wounds? Shame on me. I get a D on this one. Help me, oh, doctor. Well, I I'm, I'm think I'm probably right there is with you in that. Um, I would grade myself very low on this. Um, <laughs> I really do believe in the science and the Bible talk about this together, that many people believe that their past is in the past and it does not affect them today. Others may believe that their past can affect them, but they think they have dealt with it and it is now irrelevant. The truth is emotions never forget. So when our reactions to a present situation are out of proportion to the circumstances, we are likely being triggered by wounds from the past. And this reactivity escalates conflict, especially when both the husband and wife are being triggered by past wounds. So one of the goals of this book, Tina, is to train couples to recognize this reactivity, identify its origin, and work together to reduce it so that they can repair quickly when conflict erupts. Uh, fantastic. And your book, once again, is The Response of Marriage, Finding the Path of Reactivity. Can you go more into detail of what your book entails? Yes. The book entails, I had found that couples for all these years, both as a pastor, professor, I guess, and a clinician, so three, that I found over the years that I've watched them up and close and personal. You know, it's like I'm, I'm not one that likes programs that show a lot of uh, hurting people and that sort of, because I see that in my practice on a daily basis, it seems. But Tina, with that, that we see so many people that they've already responded. So the current literature in psychology suggests, so does the Bible in Philippians chapter four, 
it suggests that we feel something before we think it. So let's say Luke says something to you, Tina, and without saying anything, your face gives an expression, maybe the way you (laughs) maybe turn away, you sigh, or whatever it might be, or you smile, or whatever it might be, and he picks up that before you say anything. And 65 to 80% of all communication is nonverbal. It's in all the literature. So what happens is, what I noticed is that if we could help people to become more aware of their reactivity and then find ways to reduce it, it would reduce actually conflict and uh, divorce for sure. Okay, so let's break this down, Tina style. Okay. Here's Luke and I. I picked on Luke the previous week. Or no, I'm going to be picking on him next week when we talk about narcissism. That's not good. That's a very, very eye-opening week. My turn to get picked on this week. So talking about marriage. So if I say, if he says something to me, instead of me reacting, going nuts, we should be calm, think through what we want to say first, and then respond in love with what we're thinking. You're saying a a nasty looking face or eye rolling or sigh would add gas to the flame and then a major fight. And then after 10 fights or 100 fights, it would lead to divorce. Is that basically what you just said? Watch my watch our face and body response? Yes, that alone could cause divorce. I've seen it before. Um, I agree. So you have a couple of different tactics I want you to explain, but here's my easy way to solve that. I'm thinking, can, can we just wear a mask? Can I put a ski mask on and we talk to each other with just our eyes and then we can't see each other's response? Well, uh, yes, that's funny to say that, that uh, I watched people in masks because the pandemic, we had to close our offices down for a period of time, but uh, as we w- watched people with their masks, it was quite amazing how much we lost in the reactivity. Even though we used to think it was the eyes, Dr. John Gottman in his literature now close to 50 years, who quite well famed, uh, indicates that it's the mouth that expresses. So if you're wearing a mask, it's likely you're going to miss a lot of emotion. <laughs> but that's a good thing, right? Well, no, it's not. No, I would, oh, okay. I would just, it's not a good thing because you want, in a healthy marriage, you want your emotion overt, not covert. So overt means that, oh, when Luke says something to you or you say to him and he says back, since he's the introvert, if you will, if he's able to say back to you, however he dresses his wife, you know, honey or sweet, you know, whatever it is, he says, um, when I experienced you saying that to me, I feel afraid, cornered and scared. Those are just three adjectives I picked up. What happens is couples don't balance their rhetoric, in other words, their experience of something and what they see and perceive from their emotion. They don't couple the emotion. So most couples, they fall into the very, very negative degree of just debating each other. That's why there's hundreds of books that talk about how to fair fight, you know, that kind of thing, how to, but what the, what we need to remember is it's important to balance it with feelings. Now, most men will say what I just said. In fact, your husband might say it. Oh, another therapist. He just wants me to share my feelings, but let me express it this way. A lot of couples, they will say, notice this, this is not a correct statement. I just feel like you don't love me. Okay. That's not a feeling at all. 
It's not a feeling statement. If you say something like this, it might be more correct. Well, when I experience you saying this to me, I feel afraid, uh, scared, and cornered uh, because of the experiences that you don't, you don't love me. And so you're including the feelings. So I love this. And your book, I can totally see how it can walk us through this. So how should we, going back to your previous uh, statement on the question where I was asking you, confusing present conflict with past wounds, how can we separate the two? Because a lot of times in marriages, not just mine, but I know so many friends, even through Bible study and people at church and just friends in general, it seems like a lot of couples do have the problem of if there's a conflict, the past gets brought up again in the current conflict when that might not have anything to do with the current conflict. So how can we sever those two so we focus just on the current conflict? You're exactly right. That is the number one divorce producer, in my opinion, professionally. And because what's happening is the couple cannot stay present. I use a nerdy, we were talking a moment ago about I'm kind of a nerdy professor and uh, it seems like the students like a nerdy professor if he has or she has something to say of quality. But, but I would say to my students, when I see a couple that are hysterical, they're going historical. <sighs> so they're, they're not staying present. And so wow. what we've devised is we've spent, it's now about 8,000 hours. We have an assessment tool that is new on the market, fairly new, a few years ago. It's the Welch Responsive Temperament Assessment. And in the book, in the very back, it tells all about this. But it measures your reactivity and your responsivity. So it helps the couple to become aware of when they're going to perhaps become reactive or where they're responsive. And then it helps them to be aware of that because awareness provides the opportunity to choose. And choice is at the centerpiece of this entire book making uh, having a choice so i i illustrate this oh excuse me you were going to say something no that what you're saying is so fantastic it's so fantastic that you even have this available for couples it's life saving it's marriage saving Mm. well the idea thank you the idea of choice is so important and i i use that as um very important in this way that I'll tell my students, well, I'll call call my wife and I'll say, do you have a moment to talk? And we practice this. This sounds really nerdy at first, uh-huh. but please stay with me. So I'm calling her, oh, honey, do you have a moment to talk? She's our CFO, so uh, she can actually fire me, so I have to behave well. That is so funny. But anyway, I call her and say, do you have a moment to talk? And she said, no, I'm with one of the university students right now, but I can I can talk with you in about 10 minutes. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm going to be with a patient in 10 minutes. How about in two hours? And she says... Oh, no, in two hours, I'm going out with my best friend. Uh, okay, how about three hours? And now by this time, one of my students raises his or her hand and said, Prof, that's ridiculous. Why don't you just ask her what you want? And I said, okay, let's start there. The idea about this is choice, that she can say, I cannot talk now, or I'm feeling uncomfortable with what you're saying, and that I'm responding to that, not reacting to it. So the more we increase choice, the more we have voice and therefore more trust. I love it. And really, you're you're respecting her by saying, do you have a moment to talk instead of, hey, I, I need you for five minutes, as if the other person's life doesn't matter and what they're doing doesn't matter. Yes. What's, please, please, 
understand me. I've never done that perfectly because sometimes I'll say, I need an answer to this right now. <laughs> and so- oh, my husband and I, we're so much better than we were before, but we're realizing that. And then the funny thing is me, I'm like, well, we just talked five minutes about when we can talk. When your question was about three minutes long, we could have already been off the phone. It's absolutely oh. hilarious. No, both start laughing. So I hear what Good. you're saying with all that. Excellent, well, excellent, excellent advice. We're going to go to a short commercial break. Support our sponsor, everybody. They help us find fantastic doctors like Dr. Welch on the program today to help mend and repair and restore marriages. So support our sponsors. We'll be back more with Dr. Welch right after this. Here are seven signs you may have a parasite. My biggest issue, because I did have parasites, was teeth grinding, skin irritation, and unexplained digestive issues. The other indication that you could have a parasite is eating after 7 p.m. and craving sugar. My name is Kim. I'm the worm queen and the inventor of the Parify kit. Let's go over it. Parify, it's your parasite cleanse. Sustain, it's your candida and your bad bacteria cleanse. Metal flush, it's your heavy metal detox. Cinnabon, it's your binder. You take Parify and metal flush three times a day and sustain two times a day. You can take them all together. The kit comes with instructions. Cinnabon is your binder and you take that at night. We have a nut-free option. We ship worldwide. The Parify kit is for ages three and up. Use Tina as your 10% discount code. Find it on rogersuit.com. Jay's case is a pack of five antibiotics. We put these antibiotics together very purposefully. They were curated in a way that covers the most common as well as the most deadly bacterial infections that you might encounter. In addition, it includes a guidebook to the safe use of the medications that is written in a way that's accessible for most people to be able to look up what their symptoms are and what the proper medication is to take. The idea behind the Jace case is to allow everyone to be better prepared medically, to be empowered to care for themselves. Since the pandemic began, our healthcare industry has had to transform from receiving medication to physician visits. Everything changed. Jace Medical is dedicated to providing proper access to medications before you need them. This protects against issues during travel or disruptions with supply chains, natural disasters, and other emergency situations that have proven to overwhelm our healthcare system. Secure your own supply of medication with ease and peace of mind. Use code TINA for a discount at jacemedical.com. Dr. Welch, we can't let you leave yet. What do you mean by the statement, higher commitment means higher value? Do tell. In the book, I outline three types of romantic relationships. Those that are casual, those that are contractual, and those that are covenantal. And commitment can be thought of as a level of investment. The more commitment, the higher the investment, and vice versa. So in And the level of investment is directly correlated to the amount of perceived value something has. So the more valuable something is, the more we are willing to invest in it. This kind of sounds like a professional lecture here. I'm not trying to make it that. But one of the aims of the book is to increase the amount of investment each is putting into the relationship. And this is the places where I can confidently guarantee a significant return on the reader's investment. Amazing. All right, everybody, it's a no-brainer. Buy Dr. Welch's book, The Responsive Marriage, not reactive, responsive marriage, finding the path out of reactivity. Absolutely. We can grab this baby on Amazon immediately, correct? That's correct. Five star. 
Dr. Welch, look at that five-star rating. Unbelievable. Before we let you go, doctor, everybody check out the welchtherapyinstitute.com website, welchtherapyinstitute.com. Fantastic information here. Can you give us, Donald, a couple of quick things that we can grab right off the bat when we come to your site? Uh, yes. We, we will give you um, a, a different things. Of the, there's the temperament you're showing, assessment, um, and it will give you information about resources that we can help. We have an entire resource ministry for local church marriage ministry, from 30 videos to the assessment, a handbook, 50-page result for your responsive, reactive, and the book. This is fantastic. Don't move. We're going to have you for part two talking about laughter in our marriages, bringing it back or starting it for the first time um, right after this. Dr. Welch, you've been phenomenal. Everybody out there, watch all four episodes this week as we dissect marriage, make it better than ever. Even if it's a great marriage right now, it gives us a lot of good tools and tips to make it even better. Thank you, everybody. Go to counterculturemom.com, watch all the episodes and share them with the masses. Let's get more love back in America, people, back in our homes. Dr. Welch, I'll see you in about five seconds. If you're thinking, Tina, I haven't had a divorce, but I feel like we're on the brink and I'm looking for a way to preserve my marriage, then you have to check out Jam Savage Ministries. Jill Savage's No More Perfect Marriage Ministries has helped so many couples restore their marriages. It's not too late. She was just on our show last year for the series Fighting for Your Marriage. Just go to jillsavage.org, that's Jill, S-A-V-A-G-E.org, and join the four-week event that over 90% of attendees call a game changer for rekindling their marriage. Make sure you use the code TINA at checkout to get 10% off your order. Sign up now, save your marriage.